What's better than recycling old material? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, we, well, I'm Liz. I'm Naomi. And we're the Ryan Galloway Girls. Yeah. And we uh, didn't post an episode for two weeks. Oops. <laughs> we recorded yeah. one. But we recorded two weeks ago <laughs> and forgot to post. And then last week we didn't record. And then this week, it's actually Tuesday and we are recording a bonus episode where we are talking about our 10 taper tips again because we are in taper for the Marine Corps Marathon. We are like, what, 12 days out? Yeah. That's kind of terrifying. But it's amazing. It's fall marathon season. I'm so excited. Yes. Chicago has already happened. Yes. There's so many so. good marathons coming up. Indy, New Wine York. Wine glass has already happened. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so Philly, many. Richmond, like they're all coming CIM up. CIM is still coming up. Yes. So hopefully um, you can. And then of- we've got winter marathons starting. Yeah. Uh, Houston. Disney. Yeah, so hopefully you can bookmark and like come back and check out these taper tips. Yeah. Um, every time that you're getting in that zone and feeling a little crazy from the taper crazies. All right, so taper tip number one is always sleep. You are going to feel antsy and you're going to want to run more miles. And so I always tell people when you feel like you want to run a mile, sleep for an extra 10 minutes. Yeah. So, or an hour, an extra hour even. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sleep, sleep in. Is, sleep is so important. You can really gain a lot with sleep. Um, the recovery is so important, and sleep is so important all the time. But during the taper, it's more important because you're not going to gain what you th- would gain with that run. Like, that run's not going to yeah. benefit you as much as the sleep will. And keeping yourself and healthy. sleep is where recovery happens. And remember, yeah. you've, you've kind of, uh, like worn yourself down the entire season and you've kind of pushed yourself to the edge of your limits and you need the recovery benefits in order to have an amazing race day and sleep is where that happens. Rest is where the growth happens. You did the stress, the stress was the training, now it's time to rest and then you're going to experience all that growth and have an amazing marathon. Yeah, so babies sleep a lot, obviously. And like- I was just reading actually about that because I was like reading like, um, last night about like what's a newborn schedule and it's like oh they sleep like 17 hours because that's when their brains grow and I was like what all of it grows so like that's when you make HCG is during your is when you're asleep and that's why little babies and little animals all need a lot more sleep then yeah. and that's why you need it as a runner because you need those human growth hormones Are you want to scooch over you're like <laughs> sure. off the video you need of. your your human growth <laughs> growth hormones so that's yeah. how, that's when you're gonna make I it I mean I have some in my fridge still left over from IVF. <laughs> You can also just get them from the so pharmacy. Doping. Just no. Just kidding. So sleep is is number one. It's tops and it's our yeah, it's our best it's trick. It's our number one tip. Um is definitely sleep. And lay down on the couch. Don't sit up. Like when you're resting, <laughs> like lay down, put your feet up, say your coach told you to. All right. So number two. You cannot make fitness improvements in the last two weeks before your race. You're actually going to feel pretty damn fit because you're going to drop your volume and you're going to be sleeping more, which is going to mean that you have a little bit more energy and you're going to want to go test that fitness out. But don't do it. Don't do any hard workouts. You know, kind of the furthest out that you want to have like a big run, like a big race is three weeks. Even that can really push it. Three weeks is a little close, (laughs) Um, you know, because you can... Like Naomi did peak at your, uh, well, Race it was four weeks out yeah. last year. You can peak unintentionally and then 
Yeah, you know, it's your just... tune-up race, like your half marathon or whatever, <laughs> or your, your 10, your 10 miler K, 10 miler, and you tune up and you might peak because that's like sort of where all your fitness was. So, so you can't make these fitness improvements in the last two weeks. You it's can't, not physically possible. You can't like, cram more speed in the last two weeks right. for a marathon. Although I think we're proving that you can cram for a marathon. Yeah, Cram for a finish. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have to circle back on that with yeah. like on what we're doing with this whole cycle, this like basically couch to marathon in eight weeks. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So, <laughs> so you, number three. So, yeah. Your runs are going to be shorter, lower your intensity, but you still want to keep some speed. You want to keep some, a little Foot faster, speed. a little faster with a marathon pace in there. You want to, so while we're saying you're not really going to make fitness gains or fitness improvements, you you shouldn't go try to make improvements. Don't just go down to slogging. Um I mean, I think really your last, like, really, like, kind of speedy, intense anything should be 10, 10, 10 days, days out. out. Mm-hmm. Like the um, Wednesday before. The- yeah. But even still, we're talking about, like, two miles at 10K or half marathon effort in a four-mile run. We're not talking about 10 miles at marathon effort. Like, that's, it's just not worth it. Right. You're just not going to get any improvement from that. And you risk injury. So, yeah, you definitely want to keep some foot speed, keep just kind of that, you know, lightness and that speed within your feet, but you don't need to do a long workout, and it can be a short workout. So short, lower intensity. We're going to have some background noise from moving our mics around. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Doing the same thing as mine is moving mine. My ADHD-ness is like, that doesn't (laughs) seem right. So, So that's number three. Keep your runs shorter and lower intensity. Yeah. Number four. It's a big one. Yeah. Fuel. Fuel and carbo loading. And what does carb loading mean? So a lot of the study, there are some studies out there that say that women can't carb load. That's because, or don't show benefit from carb loading. That's because those studies used five to six grams of carbohydrates per kilogram of body body weight, which is not carb loading. When we are talking about carb loading, we are talking eight to 10 grams of carbs per kilogram, which is a lot. You do the calorie math on that. We are talking like, like for my weight, we're talking like 4,000 calories of carbohydrate leading up, which means you are going and carbs Glycogen holds fluid, which means you're going to gain weight during your during your taper. Yes. You're going to gain fluid during your taper, but you want that to fill up your muscles with all the glycogen um, that you're going to need for your race. So make sure you are fueling and you are carb loading. This is not and the time to lower what you're eating because your intensity and your workouts have decreased. And you start that early. You don't start that on Saturday night for the night before a Sunday morning no, marathon. No, you've got to start that Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. before. And really, you should be fueling and eating well throughout your entire yes. taper because that's just going to serve that that's going to go in with that sleep to nourish those muscles and help any like breakdown. Make sure your protein, I would say the first week of your taper, focus on getting some good protein in there. Make sure you're really hitting that, you know, 150 grams of carbs or 150 grams of protein or two grams of protein or one gram, sorry, one gram per kilogram. Is that right? 1.8 grams of 
protein per kilogram. I can't remember what the number is. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like 1.8. But, you're, but you're focusing on that high protein for the first week of your taper and then that high carb for your second week of taper. You don't really need the protein in the second week of taper. Yeah, you really need to carb, the yeah. carbs, which is hard to get that many carbs. Like you said, 4,000 calories a day. Oh my of gosh. Of carbs. It's a That's, lot. So when on Saturday we, or on Sunday we ran and like at three hours my glycogen was running out, we talked about it and it's like maybe instead of, you know, a couple bagels on Saturday, I should have had 10 bagels on Saturday. Right, right. <laughs> or instead of two pieces of toast with an egg, yeah. four pieces of toast. Mm-hmm. And and this is like Mother Megan Featherstone, Featherstone Nutrition has great like slides on this showing just the volume of food that you really do have to eat. It is surprising that two pieces of toast is not enough pre-run. Like that's right. that's like something else. Uh, something else I did on on Sunday after a run, we had joked about a shower shake after post-run shower shake, and I brought my protein shake. We have a little shelf right outside the shower, and I had my protein shake in the shower, and it was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. I That's definitely recommend it. I should start doing that every day with just protein. This is the week for us to get all our protein yeah. in, and then next week to get carbs. Well, so. I need to get all the protein in anyway for the baby. Apparently, the baby yeah. is stealing all of my protein. Oh yeah, right now. She, baby needs lots she's of protein like, to grow. Obviously, that's what she's. Yeah. That's how you build the building blocks of life. So whether and you're growing a baby she, or just trying to grow for a marathon. <laughs> and my only crazy like aversions is I'm like cannot eat chicken right now I'm like Bleh. oh right. so then it's even harder to get protein because right. you're also not supposed to eat steak right I'm now with your blood well your, and I can't eat like good steak like medium rare steak I have to eat like cooked meat so like so yeah it's Aww. a good thing I love ground beef <laughs> oh god so 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 the next part right. of that when we just talked about uh, you know the yeah. carbo loading so that was number four number five is is your weight again you're going to start to bloat at this point yeah do not focus on your size your weight well first of all never focus on that like right. I was thinking about that the other night I was like why are we obsessed with how much our mass and gravity pull together of the earth to like the gravity of the earth to give us a number on a scale why is that even something we think about in our world right like, why does weight even matter like mass versus yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's just physics like come on <laughs> and it's hilarious because like i mean i've thought about this a lot like what like you look back in history and in history like all the paintings of women from like long, long time like ago. Like the Renaissance. Renaissance. Or, they're oh, all yeah. like curvy and round and that yeah. was a sign of health. And like when did being smaller and shrinking right. make a bigger impact? It doesn't. Well, it was a sign of wealth too because like if you could afford all the fatty foods, like you were yeah. doing really well and still you are if you well, can afford nowadays, all your avocado toast. And nowadays <laughs> then like... I mean, there was some study about, like, the thinness of women, like, it equates to how much money you have, like, especially white women's thinness. I I can't remember. Like, I saw a newspaper article that mentioned this thing anyway. I think it would be Industrial (sighs) Revolution because when, you know, women would, like, when women started wearing corsets, so... Probably like turn of the century or a little before I don't that. I think that's when, because think but, about it, it was still like you wanted to be 34, 26, 34. Right. So you still wanted to have like, like you curves. You wanted to have those curves. Yeah. Whereas like, I think it's like the Kate Moss heroin chic. Era. Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. And then I don't know. I just, it. But so. Well, and like now we're in the Ozempic era. era right. Like People everybody are wanting like, to shrink down. Although, like, I mean, I have thoughts about 
drugs like that really being very helpful for people who have struggled where weight has been a limiting factor to get the fitness that they want because they start the journey to fitness move right like because I do believe weight when causing a metabolic syndrome you know I think that that is a reason, like, there's a reason to treat it there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there, exactly. If it's causing other problems and, you know, but if it's, but if you're within a healthy range for... And your body moves the way and, that you want it yeah, to, like, then, don't worry about the size. <laughs> but, or the number on the scale. So, yeah. yeah so, so then tip number five is don't worry about the number on the scale. But yeah, it's going to be during taper time, you're going to get bloated with the yeah, carb loading. Because you're going to, you're, uh, like, every, all the glycogen that you're storing is gonna you're gonna put on three about three pounds of liquid of, of water because glycogen holds fluid so mm-hmm. that's all fluid retention so just put your scale away from the beginning of your taper and don't get it out ever again <laughs> um and find comfy clothes to wear that yeah you know, stretchy pants stretchy <laughs> pants and leggings and things that feel good during that time when things might not fit yeah so side note like i don't and really just buy all buy clothes that feel good all the time because yeah. if you have pants that are sometimes too tight maybe just don't get have rid those of those pants, pants anymore yeah exactly those should just go so when on Sunday I weighed myself, so we did 21 miles on Sunday. I weighed myself before and after. I don't normally weigh myself, but I just did, and I had lost about four pounds of water weight during that yeah. run, including oh, I don't doubt all it. the water we drank and all the and you all know. the fuel. Yep. Yeah, I don't doubt it. So like, you need it. Like you go out there and then you deplete yourself. So you need to gain something at this point, and it's not a negative. Yeah. Um, okay, so number six, boost your immune system. Now is the time. How do you boost your immune system? Yeah. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> exactly. Boost your immune system. Now is the time to do any little, like, hacks that you have. I'm a big fan, obviously, of vitamin C drops, orange juice. I was actually telling Naomi right before we <laughs> recorded that that is my one pregnancy craving. I've been craving orange juice. Like, I could drink gallons of it, so... Baby wants vitamin C. And vitamin D also boosts your immune system yeah. if you're not already taking Athletic a supplement. Greens, we are not sponsored, no, but we, we should, should be. be. <laughs> <laughs> Athletic greens can be great for to boost your immune system. Yeah. Um, but again, sleep is really going to help with that. And don't be afraid that if you do get a little bit of a cold towards the beginning of taper, it's not going to derail you. Like, this is cold and flu season. Yeah. It's not, um, zinc can be helpful if you start to have some cold symptoms make sure also that you get those vaccinations you probably want to do them before you're in taper yep but those winter vaccinations can always help i know i was just thinking do that the week before so do that three or four weeks out even though that's like also peak week with training but i did that i got my flu shot well i got my flu shot a month ago i got my covid shot last week both my kids are getting their covid shots tomorrow so that everyone in the family is gonna go ahead and covid shot like uh i'm trying to get an appointment for this Thursday because yeah. my other my other option is to do it on like right my doctor's the appointment on Thursday before the marathon. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know about that. This week's better. And that way, because you know, yeah. some people do react from it. Um I did yeah. the last two. I've had but see yeah. here's the other thing about the COVID shot is I've already had let's see, I did the first two series and then I had the first booster and then I had the booster in April and then I've had five shots already. Right. So that's a lot more than a lot of people. I think most people have only maybe I've had six. I've you had like had one six, or yeah. two more. Maybe one or two more ahead of 
Because right. working in childcare. Um, no, er- no, it was because of my pregnancy. Oh, okay. Because of IVF, my doctor okay. was like, well, we'll consider you as high risk. Like, Yeah, so you, so got, so you got extras. I got extra shots. <laughs> so, yeah, get, get you know, do everything you can to keep your immune system up. Um, all Number right. seven. Yeah. Don't worry about the little aches and pains that come up. They will come up. They're there part will of be. healing from yeah. your training cycle. So you're going to feel stiff in new places. You're going to have little twinges that you haven't had. Like yes. this morning, <laughs> um, we actually, the reason we're recording right now is Naomi had a little twinge in her foot and she's like, I don't want to push this. Yeah. Um, no when to back off. I will say it again. This is unpopular. I don't know any <laughs> coach that would recommend this, but I have gone into a marathon and PR'd by 21 minutes when, wait, was that right? No, it was only 14 minutes. Only still, 14 minutes. It was only it's 14 minutes. Drop. I went from a PR in the 10 miler, did not run for two full weeks, and then ran a 14 minute PR and ran under four hours for the first time in the marathon. Was it so? Was it, it only was, two weeks or was it three or? It was two. Four? It, no, no. That year, was, the that year was two weeks. Okay. Two weeks in between. Uh, Army 10 was late that year. For some reason. For some then, weird okay. reason. Yeah. yeah, usually Army 10's like... It's usually three or four weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you Marine can, Corps was early. That's what it, okay. it was. Army 10, or Army 10 they was both late. Were like, I don't know. It was two weeks apart. But you can essentially, I mean, not recommend it, but you can essentially not run for those two to three weeks if you, that's what happens. Absolutely. If that's what you need, if there's something going on, and, you know, if you've yeah. got injuries or you're sick, just... It's better better to err on yeah. the side of not running. So so don't worry about those aches and pains. They're going to come up in the first couple of miles of the marathon, too. Just mm-hmm. shake them off. Just push through them. You'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, they are not anything to freak out about. So then number eight is don't do anything that's, like, new or super strenuous within right. that lead up. This is not the time to swap your two-hour runs for now a 30, 45-minute run and a 45-minute Peloton. Or like boot camp or... Or (laughs) a new Pilates class or going to solid core for the first time (laughs) or going on a family bike ride that happens to be 30 miles because you didn't think about how long it would be. Because you have a whole free day um, the Sunday before the marathon because you're not running long. Right. So now is not the time to do those things. Do them after the marathon, absolutely, but not in the two weeks before. You want to just kind of treat your body like a temple. And I know it's so funny to think, but I'm a marathoner. I'm so strong. I'm in such great shape. It won't hurt me. Um, but it might. <laughs> so don't. <laughs> yeah, and there might be like just things that your muscles you're not used to using because yeah. we runners use the same muscles over and over. And you'll find that when you go and try a new class or get on a bike or try well, strength that you haven't done, you're using different groups and different muscle groups. I was I was telling um, a coworker who is like kind of new-ish to running. You know, she's in her second or really in her like third or fourth year of like running, but she's she really hasn't done races and she's going to. She's, like, got a goal to run a sub-two-half marathon in January. And I was like, well, what race are you doing? And she's like, no, I'm just going to go to the trail and do it. I was like, what? I was like, well, <laughs> that doesn't count. And <laughs> she's like, well, it does for me. I was like, I was like, okay, but a measured course is 13.3. So yeah. your time on a 13.1 on your watch won't be an actual half marathon. Like, because GPS, it just doesn't equate that way. I was like, plus... 
Like there's benefits of running an actual race because you get the adrenaline, you actually run faster because there's a lot of people. It's like a whole thing. So I'm trying to convince her to do an actual race. Yeah. But anyway, I was like, I was like, uh, we were talking and I was like, well, you know, rest days too doesn't mean going and walking 25,000 steps. Yeah. Rest days means 10,000 steps because then it's a true rest day. You know, it might mean 3,000 steps. Yeah. Like yesterday, <laughs> I was short of my 8,000. I was like 7,800, something like that. Yeah. Like, I got to 6,000, but Scott was like, I only got to like 3,200 and yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> rest days, like if your run days are you know, 20,000, 30,000, and your rest days are 20,000, that's not a rest day. Yeah. It's really not. So you've got to make sure that you do have some variation in your step totals. And I'm a big fan of 10,000 steps a day, like Mm -hmm. just as a metric for everyone. So if I'm saying like it doesn't count, like your rest day doesn't count unless uh, you're lower, you, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's you do really need the true rest, the, the, yeah, the real rest, and so, um, and I really like that what you said at the beginning, which is like give yourself permission to like lay all the way down on the couch yeah. and put your feet up, and you know put your feet up at work if you have that ability. Yeah. Like, don't you know? Don't be a hero on your rest days. Really, hey, use you, those rest days. You know what? I would even say before your marathon, and this is like a bonus little extra tip. Go ahead and schedule yourself off the day before and the day after. If you have that ability to take PTO, take some time off after racing. Um, I mean, (laughs) I'm not a good example of that because, like, up until the, like, up until this year, I would work a swim meet right. all day, all day the day before the Marine Corps Marathon. Yeah. But it, that's why it was never my goal race. Yeah. And, so. you know, the day after, if you want to go in and wear your medal and, and Monday medal brags, go for that yeah. too. Like that's people so at work and on the way into work can, you know. Oh, how long was your marathon this yes. week? <laughs> Did you win? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Number nine. Oh, yeah. so run an easy shakeout the day before. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the shakeout the day before doesn't have to be long 15 nope. 20 minutes 15 20 minutes up to a half hour doesn't have to be fast nope. i love when it's actually incredibly slow and like we've done it as slow as 15 minute miles before yeah um just really it's to get the blood moving it's to get the nervous energy out you're yeah. gonna feel twinges um, yeah, you're gonna feel like the slowest person you've ever met. You're, you're like, what is or, going on? <laughs> or like, if you do decide, a lot of races have a 5K the day before, mm-hmm. and if you decide to run it, you're gonna feel like, how in the world am I gonna run a marathon at whatever my goal marathon pace is when I couldn't even run this 10K at 10 minute miles? Or 5K, yeah. Or for this 5K at 10 minute miles, like, hello, that happened to us in Chicago. Yes, we were like, <laughs> like, could barely run. We're like, yeah. what's wrong with us? And Mountains to Beach this year, my, I, yeah. like, I was in a lot of pain when we did our little shakeout the day before, yeah. and and. <laughs> It's like I don't think I can even run at all. So yeah. So those little twinges are okay. Like just let that let yeah. that shakeout be like part of your warm up. And because um, the last taper tip ten, because you've been sleeping so well for two weeks, don't worry about the sleep the night before the race. Yeah, you're gonna because, have nervous jitters. Yeah, just don't even stress about it. You've preloaded your sleep just like you've preloaded your carbs. Yes. Um. So don't even stress. Don't also during your taper. Don't worry about your HRV. Your HRV is going, if you if that's yeah. something you're looking at on Garmin, your HRV is going to change because of your stimulus changing. 
Personally, my HRV values are higher when I'm in higher intensity training and sleeping well. Like my HRV trend <laughs> overall, it kind of bounces up and down, but my trend overall is higher than when I go into a recovery mode. And so just don't look at those metrics. I would say the one metric to look at during taper would be your sleep score and focus on your hours, your hours slept and your sleep score. Yeah, and that night before, just, I mean, you do want to try to eat your meal early enough, get to your, if you're going to a hotel or wherever, get back to your room early enough, get home early enough to go to sleep at a reasonable time, but just realize that if you wake up at 2 and can't fall back asleep, and then your alarm goes off at 5, and it's time to go to your race, it is what it is, and you will be fine, yeah. you'll probably have an amazing race in PR. Yeah, so you'll do great. the fact that you didn't get, like, a solid night's sleep is not going to hurt your performance. And guess what? You're going to PR for the day, because... Yeah. You're going to do the best you can on that day at that race that's with right. those given conditions. And that's the best part about running is every run can be, every race you can find something to celebrate. That's right. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, that just gave me a great idea for, um, like, we should do, like, a tips for the day before your race okay. and the morning up because yes. a little another little bonus episode. Yeah, and we'll so, put that together for you guys and yeah. Uh, yeah, come back at you. All right. Well, have an amazing day and we hope that this these 10 taper tips help you. Yeah. This is a little bit of recycled content. We have another episode and it was episode 24. If you want to go back and listen to those 10 taper tips, we talk about these same 10 tips but <laughs> probably say a couple of different things. Different little flair on it. And good luck with your fall marathons and um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and all your fall racing. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, no. Now I have to find the button to turn it off. (laughs) Bye.